Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that was a really good one. I'm drinking out of like a fancy fluted uh, beer glass. Mm-hmm. And you are drinking whiskey. Out of a, <laughs> like, the walls on this thing are like half an inch thick. Right. I, yeah. It goes in the freezer. It chills the whiskey. And it has like a, like a fancy half wedge. Uh-huh. Uh, ice cube built in and we only have one of them and i almost bought a second one at christmas oh then, did you see one yeah but then i lost the link somehow Aww. and the creepiness of the internet has not returned it to me Aww. you know what i mean how like you look at shoes one time and then shoes are fucking everywhere i look at this and then i lost it and i'm like it'll come back to me it never has Aww. so sad tragic sham or mockery mm-hmm. but anyway so how's your week going mm. great is Monday? It? Yeah. So I've only had one day. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we're, we're talking about the whole thing. And so far, the week has been great. Uh-huh. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I made ribs. Oh, yeah. I made ribs in the Instant Pot. It's a recipe I've never tried before, but mm-hmm. it turned out great. But we'll make it again. Yeah. Of course, it was not the recipe from the online that you actually started with. I'm- Literally every time I make things, it's always like, okay, I read like four recipes mm-hmm. and I Frankenstein the shit out of them. Like, I don't read and follow a single recipe ever. So if you ask Lisa <laughs> how to make things, you get basically the human equivalent of every recipe on the internet. She's like, well, it started because I was searching here and I found this and then I started with that recipe and then I went here. And there's like eight pages, and you're like, can you just tell me what you did? Like, just get. To I don't the... know. I didn't write it down. No, she didn't. I have but... to. I have to like retrace my steps. It's like fucking Hansel and Gretel, and like breadcrumbs, and birds are eating them, and then be like, oh shit, I forgot to put in carrots or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. But anyway, so it, they were very delicious though, and I hope we can recreate it. Sometime. I'm an intuitive cook. This is what I have learned about myself. Gee, every personality test that ever you've taken <laughs> that gets you intuitive as, like, one of your top three. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, we believe it. I'm an intuitive cook. I don't follow recipes. I am. I don't believe it. Whatever. What's the opposite of intuitive? Mm, perceiving? I guess. I don't know. I gotta I gotta get a recipe. Systematic? Something. Sensing? Sensing? No, that seems wrong. So, for Myers-Briggs... Yeah. E N extrovert. N mm. is intuition, which is fucking cheating. Right. <laughs> and then it's like S- only the intuitive people are fine with N being intuitive. <laughs> well, because I is for introverted, and so you can't have I I. Well, then the introverts would be all up in you for getting into someone else's. Right. You're like that's my business. letter. I have this letter. Why are you taking my letter? Okay. And then, so yeah, S is like, like sensing or systematic. I don't remember which one it is, but it's the opposite of N. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. Mm-hmm. We are perfectly Myers Briggs mirrors. But we are Myers Briggs opposites. So, but it's it, okay. It works. 
Yeah. Opposites attract. There was a whole song with a cartoon cat about this. Right. The cartoon cat guys knows what he's talking about. Well, he didn't say much. Cartoon cat. (laughs) But he had killer moves. He did. Well, it's easy to have killer moves when you're literally animated. But anyway. Yeah, I think that was good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we didn't. I don't know. I don't feel like a lot happened. It snowed a bunch and our kids played outside. Yeah. Like a metric shit ton. They made, Our kids were outside for like four hours a day. Yeah, they made the half an igloo. <laughs> it's a fort, honey. Yeah. It has mailboxes. Half, half half an igloo fort. <laughs> so that's awesome. I'm I'm really proud of them and excited. They really had mm-hmm. fun. They played with the neighbor kid. They got outside. They slept really well. Right. We were washing uh, one load of snow clothes every day. Yep. Just to keep it uh, clean and dry for the next day, which is fine. I will gladly do that laundry if it keeps my kids outside. And playing and having fun and not fighting. Yeah, it was a good time. It was great times. Uh, let's see. I We had a Pinewood Derby. Oh, yeah. So, like. Yeah, we did. P- Pinewood in the time of COVID. For those of you not not steeped in the Cub Scout traditions, Pinewood, the, the little wooden cars that you send down the tracks mm-hmm. and they, they race and you time them. Our uh, daughter made her Pinewood Derby car look like, quote, a stick of butter. <laughs> Butter's very important to me, she says. <laughs> she just, it looks exactly like the butter emoji. Like, it it's is fantastic. A, it is it's a thing of a wonder. A stick of butter on a tray, and it has the, like, one piece of butter cut out and, like, tilted to the side. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, our son made, our youngest made his as a sandwich, a mm-hmm. Subway sandwich. So it's long. Right, a long you can see the sandwich with pickles and stuff hanging out. Yeah, so basically just rounded the edges of a block of wood and then painted filling in it. And he mm-hmm. was like, this is great. I'm like, ship it. Yep, yep. It was fantastic. Uh, he came in solidly in the middle. Mm-hmm. Actually, our daughter hasn't raced yet. She's in a different troop. It's a whole thing. But um, Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, but I was I was actually there. I was actually in like a in gym person. <laughs> in person with like other humans. This is the third no fourth building I've been inside of this calendar year. Yeah, but and one it's of them the is home. February. One and of them one is of my them house. Is your work my work? My parents' house. The grocery store? I no, no, I haven't even been in a grocery store this year. Like mm-hmm. I just haven't for whatever reason. I think I may have gone into Target. I don't know if that was early. This year or late last year. Yeah. But I've even just been doing that by pickup. Yeah. Like, I just... We don't go places. I don't go anywhere. Ever. We're taking the COVID seriously. And so, like, I was there, but I had, like, my own, like, zone. Because I was the tech guy. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I had built kind of my own little booth that I could be in. (laughs) Right. I had my monitors and my... And, like, caution tape. Like, literal caution tape cordoning off my area because there are like cables on the floor and mm-hmm. stuff and like wires and extension right, cords like, and stuff over the shit. so like don't go through here go around which was fine and everybody did and yeah it just worked it also you know i sat down and just sat there because i'm playing hurt mm-hmm. which is a whole thing yep you guys i'm old <laughs> Old people injuries are like a whole nother level. It's great. Where you're like, I don't know, maybe I slept funny? Well, this one, I had a fall. 
which is the old person way of saying this, right? Mm-hmm. You don't fall down anymore. I had a fall. A fall became me. Yes. Like I was overcome by falling. <laughs> so first off, I horked my back. Um, I horked out my back shoveling snow because we've had a lot of snow to shovel. Mm-hmm. And I horked my back and that sucked. Um, but Lisa's like, hey, why don't you go take a bath tonight? It'll feel good. It'll feel real good. And I was like, yeah, a nice hot bath would feel fantastic. So I'm getting in the bath and I'm drawing the water and I noticed one of our kids had left like a pile of like bubble bar residue all over the floor, mm. like where they had broken their bubble bar apart. Oh, so it was like that crumbly. It was the crumbly stuff. Bits. So I wiped, I just got a washcloth real quick and write it down and wiped up the floor. But now you had soapy I didn't think about residue. this. And then I saw that tumbleweed of hair, you know, the tumbleweed of hair that happens. Right. There's always a tumbleweed of hair. And it was in the corner of the bathtub. Mm-hmm. So I lean over to pick up the tumbleweed of hair from the water as it's filling up. I'm standing on the bubble bar residue. My feet went straight out from under me. And I dropped like a rock onto the faucet of the <laughs> of the bathtub. And it hit me right in the chest. Right. Right, right. on the front side of where my back is horked. <laughs> So this whole left so my, side of your body is trash. Yeah, like the whole, it's the right side. But yeah, it's it's the whole side is just busted to shit right now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can press on it and it's like, oh, that that's not comfortable, but I'm not like passing out from pain. So I'm pretty sure all my ribs are fine. WebMD says your ribs are not broken. Yeah, they're like, put pressure on it. If you pass out, you might have a broken <laughs> rib. I'm like, I'm okay. I feel like make sure someone else is around should be like, Step one of this WebMD. <laughs> it was a wiki how. Wiki how on are my ribs broken? <laughs> and then they're like, don't tape it because then you might not be able to breathe. I'm like, oh, yeah, noted. Okay. So I'm just kind of, you just kind of, they're like, it should take a week or two. You should feel fine. And I'm like, it's been six days and I can tell I'm feeling better, but it's But still you're not, you're not 100% yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. So don't recommend that. Be careful. Um, Guys, getting old sucks. Don't do it. Also, if you need <laughs> a little bit of bonus, um, when this happened, I, I fell onto the thing and I flopped out of the bathtub into mm-hmm. um, into the floor. And I'm just laying on my back in the middle of the floor of the bathroom. Naked. Right, because you were going to take a bath. Just thinking, this is it. This is how I die. This is how it happens. <laughs> This is how they find me. Right. I had one goal. (laughs) My goal in life is not to die naked. And, you know, I almost almost failed Mm because there was just my own injury to blame. Yeah. But I'm doing okay. I'm just a little, you know, a little tender. Got to move a little slow. Yeah. Hobble around like an old man. Yeah. I, I tried filling up the coffee pot. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to pour it kind of like almost above your head. Yeah, you have to pull it up to like eye level and pour. And I had to switch hands to my left Mm -hmm. to pour, which is not my preferred pouring hand. Right. But uh, I got through. It's been okay. Good thing is I'm a nerd. (laughs) So As long as your clicking uh, arm is okay, you'll be okay. I... Even when you broke your elbow. (laughs) I got a trackball for like six months that one time. It was fun. You had a trackball and just like stayed in your lap. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't have to move your elbow, but you could still click. Yeah. Because clicking is important. That's all I needed. I just needed a pointer and I would type with my left. I can still type decently words per minute with my left hand only Mm -hmm. while my right hand works the trackball. 
Society. It's a valid. It's a valid career choice. Mm-hmm. So anyway. <sighs> so we did watch a movie. We did. Yeah. This was a movie that our kids watched uh, last week, yeah. and we were both kind of around. Uh, and I was like, "Are you paying attention to the shit show?" Because this is fucking bonkers, <laughs> and it is fucking bonkers. Uh, but we weren't, so we had to watch it separately on our own. Yeah, but then we, yeah, well, no, we watched. I mean, the we, kids watched it. The kids watched it, but then me and you sat down last night together and watched it together. Mm-hmm. Which I do actually enjoy watching movies like this <laughs> with you because we could just look at each other, and go, "What the fuck." <laughs> Which we can't do when our kids are right. around. We text each other, though. <laughs> yeah. I have so many texts on my phone that that's are just how, a lot of use. That's how this podcast was born. Yes, exactly. So we watched this last night together. And um, mm-hmm. let me just tell you, it is bonkers. It's Good Burger. Good Burger, the 1997 classic. Is it? Starring Keenan and Kel. Yeah, Keenan and Kel. So they had their own Nick show at this point. Yeah, so the... Nickelodeon had a, like, children's SNL. Right. I mean, really it is. It was children's SNL. It was, like, a sketch show. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, I don't know, like, six or eight Mm -hmm. people who were in the show. And Keenan Thompson was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Bynes was another one. Like, some real talent. Yeah. All, All these kids were super talented. It's just, like, how much coke did they get into before, like, SNL could pick them up? Yeah, well, I think, so I think most of the coke was in the writer's room, which the kids weren't necessarily allowed in, because, uh, you know, you had to be this tall to enter. Sure, sure. Um, But they, I mean, they may have shared. I don't know. I think furnishing coke to a minor is probably still a crime. I mean, it is, but it's not like it doesn't happen. <laughs> so. But anyway, so this was actually born out of a sketch. So this is... The mm-hmm. Nickelodeon equivalent of Wayne's World. Yes, yes. This is 100% a Nickelodeon equivalent of an SNL movie. Yeah, exactly. So just get that. But there are, I mean, there are varying levels of SNL movies. Yes. There's Wayne's World, which I would say is upper echelon of yeah. uh, SNL movies. And then there's, like, Ladies Man. Oof. Uh, I mean, it's okay. Really? Cer- Have you seen Ladies Man? In certain moods, it's all right. Right. And then there's, like, Superstar. Superstar. Then there's Corky Saves His Family. <laughs> Corky Romano, whatever that is. Yeah. Or no, Stuart Saves. Stuart Smalley got his own movie. Oh, yeah. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. I know there was a Corky Romano movie. And uh, the review for it was like, this insepid piece of garbage had me shoving a knife between my rib cage just yeah. to feel something else. Yep. It was, that was a great line from a review. <laughs> uh, but... The, yeah, so, I mean, Coneheads is one, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I'm trying to think. There's, like, a ton. There's a lot. There's a lot of SNL movies. And some of them you don't necessarily... Blues Brothers. Right. You don't really even realize Blues it's an Brothers SNL might movie. be a high high yes. bar for that I guess, as well. I guess so. I guess Blues Brothers is, like, the upper of echelons. But I was too young to watch SNL when mm-hmm. the Blues Brothers were a thing. Uh, right. I might not even have been born. <laughs> You weren't. <laughs> when the Blues Brothers were a thing. And so then, like, I only uh, I only received it he, in Here's form. the barometer. If Dan Aykroyd is skinny, you yes, weren't I was, born. I was not born any time so, that Dan Aykroyd was a skinny man. So there you go. But yeah, but this so this is an offshoot of some sketches they did mm-hmm. for the Good Burger where yes. Keenan, oh, Cal, which one's which? 
Cal is Ed in this movie. Yes, He's the Cal. one with like the chin length uh, dreads. Right. Who works at Good Burger at the start. Right. And Keenan is the one who's now on real SNL. Who's now on real SNL. Yeah. And he's doing great, by the way. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. Right. He's always been bringing it. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> so he's fucking hilarious. Like, sure. sure. I wish nothing but the best thing. I wish only good things to all of, Not that Kel, I wish all I, of Kel. the members of all that. Like, I wish them all only good things. Fair enough. And also, anyone who crossed the lines of this movie, mm -hmm. I hope things have gone better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, this, uh, first off, it does have, like, the intros, which are so 90s. There's, mm -hmm. at one point, the 90s cup that spills over into the Nickelodeon's Oh, yes! Logo. Okay, so at the very beginning. Yeah, the very, very there, beginning. There's, like, a, yeah, like a there's logo. There's the Paramount logo, mm -hmm. which is just the Paramount logo. And right. then you see, like, a 90s cup. Like, the truly blue and a 90s cup. Like, the blue and purple, like... Swooshes? Yeah, like, they're, like, splotchy, uh, like, lightning bolts. Airbrushed. They're, like, airbrushed neon if you went to lightning bolts if you went to a party at a skate rink in the 90s you'd know this cup also a pool like literally anywhere they needed how paper did cups. 90s cup begin how did that become a thing like there needs to be a 99 percent visible on there probably is. how did 90s cup happen i'll have to google that <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know but, like, I'm sure someone's done, like, that like, post-mortem on that. There needs to be a deep dive into WTF 90s Cup. Like, how did you become so ubiquitous? How did you become part of literally everyone's childhood? Like, people across the nation know about 90s Cup. 1993, Nickelodeon had enough, you know, like, sight into the zeitgeist to be like, that's a thing. And they put it in the opening credits of this movie. Right. Like so of all a... the cups they could have designed or picked <laughs> or done or anything. They chose 90s cup. And they were right. They were right. Because, you know, I, well, also, it was probably Nickelodeon, which was probably designing, like, everything we liked in the 90s. Nickelodeon is behind 90s cup. <sighs> Cupgate. Cupgate. We'll have to investigate. <laughs> You're right here first, folks. If if we don't ever post again, it's because we were taken out by big 90s <laughs> cup. taken out by big 90s cup. <laughs> There you go. Uh, and then there's a stop motion. Right after that, there's a stop motion of a burger getting assembled, which is fucking disgusting. It's so gross looking. Yeah. It's so... And I love hamburgers and gross food. Like... But I also remember, like, all the, like, stop motion weird intros from, like, Biodome and, like... I don't remember Son the stop motion. I don't remember the stop motion intros to any of those movies. It w was it, like, a thing? Yeah, there was a thing for a while. Huh. They I'm, are definitely channeling that thing. I blocked it all out. Oh, you miss. <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to think. Did Empire Records have one? Mm. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But anyway, I'm trying to think of, like, quintessential 90s films. That which, all had, this, like, stop motion animation. Which Empire Records is only kind of like a period piece of the 90s. Right, it's, like, it's like 1997. It's like 1997 takes a hard look at 1991. <laughs> it's really bizarre. It, it's like the big yeah, same, in that uh, reason. Yeah, like Big Lebowski was like 2000 and... No, no. it was like 19... Not, it was written, It was like 1999 written about 1991. <laughs> Maybe it was 1995 written about 1991. That's a really weird... Like, I wonder how many movies there are out there that just like... 
try to quintessentially define something literally four it's years ago. so much easier because writing. you can still find all the clothes. Yeah, you can just go to Goodwill or just ask Jess Bridges to show up. Right, and be like, he brought his grandpa's sweater, checky checks. No, that was, <laughs> he brought his own jellies. <laughs> that was one of the things the wardrobe director was like, Jeff Bridges just showed up and he had his own jellies and we're just like, we're, we're rolling those. with that. Like, cool. We're keeping those jelly shoes. We're keeping that grandpa sweater. Like, it's just... Actually... It's, you're fine. Go to just, makeup. Just go to makeup. <laughs> Make, the stylist just looks at him and is like, I'm going to like just trim the beard so it's uniform, so we know where we are at, and then we'll move on. Mm -hmm. We didn't watch The Big Lebowski with the kids. We did not. We Someday should. Someday we will, but... Uh, We're going to have to fast forward a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, someday when our children are more mature. <laughs> yeah, we might just have to put that on a back burner. Or when our kids are just like, so dad, have I you got, ever seen The Big Lebowski? Got, like, fuck, sit down. I want to sit with this. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, oh, I was definitely this age when I watched this, but my this-year-old could not handle it. Nope. Because so, the 80s were wild. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this starts, um, we're in Good Burger, we're in the lobby, and we're watching uh, Kel, mm -hmm. Ed, Ed, serving. And he's got the, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can I take your order? So the this whole movie, poor Kel's voice is all like, he has this weird gravelly voice. I can't even do it. Yeah, he yeah he really does it. It he reminds has, me of he has a uh, weird gravelly voice. This whole movie. I feel I feel for him like I feel for Matthew Lillard during the uh, Scooby Doo movies. Yes, like same thing. Yeah, so much vo vocal work. By the way, weird crossover. Not the only moment we're going to cross over with the Scooby Doo <laughs> films. But we'll get that. Not there. at all. Um, but he uh, yeah he's got this weird gravelly voice that he does, and. Um, I also, honestly kind of thought that was his voice for a while. No, nope, it's without not. It, it's, not like, oh. it's not his real voice. It's a, a weird character voice that they made yep. for Ed, who works at Good Burger. And as he's taking the order and kind of being an idiot about it, like the burgers come to life and start talking to him. Right. The weird Muppet burgers. Yes, these weird Muppet burgers float up from the bags and they're like, "Don't sell us, Ed. We want to stay with you." And then he floats up. Right, and he's them. like, come fly with us, Ed. And he's like, oh, I'm flying with fast food. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the hamburgers are French for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and they're floating around. And I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> so then they drop him down a chute, and he, like, falls, and then he, like, he snaps falls away. falls forever, and then he snaps away. So <gasps> it was only a dream. Those weird... Uh, Weird cartoon cheeseburger cheeseburger things. things. Sentient uh, hamburgers was only a dream. So I hate this trope. <laughs> I mean, you hate it and lost. You I hate it. what? What? What else was like? It was all only a dream. That was like a big deal. Like like uh, Saint Elmo's. Maybe not Saint Elmo's. Um, Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. There, there's a bunch that's like this was all just a dream it was all just a dream like, it, yeah or like dallas they had like an entire season where they were just like well that sucked so they just dreamed it and then <laughs> like we're just gonna go back a season and start from there i'm here for that if people if people are mad about like how things are shaking out or like well that one was more just like the writers wrote themselves into a corner and were just like oh fuck where do we go from here and mm -hmm. the answer was back is way easier than forward. Than forward. And so that's what they had to do. And, like, I don't know. Like, certain things it works. Like, 
Star Trek holodeck episodes, you could mm-hmm. argue, are somewhat like this. Yeah, those are kind of like, it was all a dream. You know, it really didn't matter, but it kind of did. Like, we learned some important things about our characters, but, like, there were yeah. no actual stakes to the story. Wizard of Oz, you yeah. were there? You were there? Yeah, that's true. That whole thing's a fucking dream. <laughs> She dreams. She got hit so hard in the head. She dreamed in color. Like right, that's, right. That's a trauma. And it's and it's all an allegory about how bimetallism is going to save America. <sighs> Lamest allegory ever. Truth. So anyway, back into this. Um, it's a dream sequence. Ed wakes up. He's sleeping in his Good Burger uniform. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up and with he go- his hat. With his hat, yeah. You never see him without his hat in this whole movie. Nope. He has many interactions not in the Good Burger, and he wears his, his uh, like, Well, even jaunty he hat. takes a shower, and he's wearing the hat and the uniform in the shower. Yes. He gets up, and he showers with his clothes on and his hat on. It saves time and effort. You can wash your clothes and yourself at the same time. It's mm-hmm. a valid... No, it's not. It's right. not What? Valid. I mean, sure, whatever. But what is tricky is drying your clothes when you are wearing them. Well, he rollerblades to work. <laughs> he does rollerblade to work. But 90s. at no point do you see him in wet clothes that are, like, sticking to him. No. <laughs> and then, like, his clothes are magically dry from his rollerblade. He would be so much chafing. Oh, yeah. It would yeah. be uncomfortable. To yeah, say it's, the not, least. it's not great. It's not great. So, like... Pro tip, don't actually do this. Yeah, don't do this. So he rollerblades to work. Um, he, he gets there, and he's, like, apparently the only one that can work the counter. Right, everybody has very specific jobs. So, right. uh, I don't remember his real name. Fizz? We'll get there, but, like... Fit, well, Fizz is the guy, uh, the one guy's like, hey, I need to order a good burger. And he's like, oh, I'm the drive through guy. You need the counter guy. Yeah, which... I mean, honestly, I feel like that's a similar set of skills. It is. It is. But I also understand being like, I, I have I have 15 cars backed up. Like, I am only paid to be the drive through guy. You, like, like, if I stop and help you because my management is shit, I will actually get, like, reprimanded because I don't get all these 15 cars through. Yeah, because like, cars I have, are my problem. That's have, my metric. I have been in situations similar. Yeah, I... So I understand that because management is bullshit. Yeah, like, management's looking out the window and saying there's 15 cars and there's 15, you know, 15 cars out back. There's 15 dudes at the counter. He's going to yell at me for the 15 cars if they're not taken care of. But he'll yell at Ed for the 15 people at the counter. So, Ed, fuck you. Get to work on time. Right, right. And I'm just going to do my own job and I can't help you. I I actually totally understand that. That was a very reasonable response. But he has, like, a series of bench adventures getting to work where, like, at one point... He, there's a woman yeah. holding a baby yeah. and pushing a pram. Mm-hmm. It's not a stroller. It's a pram. A legit, like... <laughs> it's like a buggy. And he runs into her and ends up with the baby. And ends up with the baby. And I was like, what's in the buggy if she's holding the baby? Drugs. And then I... Then I also have a baby, and I have a picture of me holding my baby and pushing an order of Chipotle in the stroller. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a great photo. <laughs> well, the, the bullet wasn't crying. At the time. So, I like, get it. 
I get it. I've also been there. But he ends up like crossing a basketball court and they end up confusing the baby and the basketball. And he comes out with the basketball and they end up shooting the baby through the hoop. Right. And there's a legit shot of like an actual baby Mm -hmm. getting dropped through a basketball hoop. Yes. 90s were wild. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. I mean, I know they set it up just so like... You know, the baby wouldn't land that far, but still, like... hmm So, the customer at the desk is, like, fed up. He's like, I'm gonna go to Mondo Burger um, in, like, five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, starts counting. Or maybe counting. he's calling a manager in five seconds. Or he's I don't gonna call, Anyway. Well, he's gonna call the manager in five seconds. Ed barely gets there, and... At no point do you see him getting the baby back to the mother. No, no, that wasn't his problem. He had the basketball. The the guys on the basketball court had the... Here you go. Right. So, um, but um, the guy is like, I'm going to go to Mondo Burger. I can't wait till Mondo Burger opens. I can't wait till Mondo Burger opens. Then I never have to come here again because Good Burger fucking sucks. Yeah. So it's opening in three days. It looks like the Enchanted Castle. It's right across the street from this Good Burger, which is like this little like Shake Shack looking Mm -hmm. crap hole. I mean, it's a dive. It's like a diner. It's a diner. It's like a dinery fast food mm-hmm. place. It looks kind of like what the original McDonald's think they look like. Like yes. Like when you ever used like I'm I don't know what shithole McDonald's came from. I know what shithole <laughs> they are currently, but like they are you know like in the artistic renderings of like what mm-hmm. McDonald's looked like in the 1930s. Like or as a car hop. Or yeah. Whatever. That's what this place looks like. So we jump into mm-hmm. school. School. It's the last day of school. Why is Ed not at the last day of school? He doesn't go to that school. Maybe. Maybe he goes to a different school. Maybe he goes to a different school because he doesn't know Keenan. No. Um, whose name is Dexter. Yes. Um, because whatever. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a little older. Ed's a little older. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe they just go to different high schools. I guess. But... Sinbad is a teacher. He's in this movie. Again, peak 90s. We got Sinbad. Truly, I so hope that Sinbad chose all of his own wardrobe. Because it's spectacular. Because it's fucking ridiculous in the best way. He's got a fro, (laughs) which is fantastic. He's got got a fro. He's got this very colorful polyester uh, polyester with like very pointy collars, like comically pointy collars. Like Like, these... Colors that like point down to his nipples. The like, past, it legit is past. So big. Yeah, the collars. They're like halfway down his torso. Yeah, it is bonkers. He looks like a fucking clown. Yeah, it's, and or a circus seventies pimp. Yeah, it is a look, and he is a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. and Dexter is his student. It's the last day of school, and uh, Sinbad is giving them a test. Right. And Dexter is taking that personally, apparently. No, he's just staring off in his face. He's just like, whatever. Like, like, falling asleep. He's like, I don't care about any of this. You have no power over me the minute this bell rings. Right. So, whatever. You already got your grades done. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm I'm done with this. But Sinbad's like, because your brain never sleeps. Yeah, we got to get this done. Uh, And Sinbad does corner... Dexter on the way out and is mm. like, listen, you're not living up to your potential. You're, you're real you're smart. smart. You're really smart. You could be a lot better than this. Like, what's your problem? And I'm like, I hated those teachers that told me that too. <laughs> I never 
had teachers who told me that because I was always living up to my potential. And it's beyond. just it's just that my potential wasn't that great. Like, no, your potential is fucking awesome. Just, what are you talking about? Which is a totally different thing where it's like, hey, I know you're trying your hardest, but turns out you're just not great at this. Like, I you, know. should, you should quit flute. Like, I 100% <laughs> had a teacher who was like, maybe flute isn't for you. <laughs> I know you really like these STEM subjects, but have you noticed you're a woman? Right. Have you noticed that you have a uterus and therefore cannot do math? Because every month you're all distracted by your bloods. Yeah. Turns out they were fucking wrong. I was like, that's mm. not how math works <laughs> but anyway but, but whatever you're a beautiful chemist no but i but i have had a teacher uh i've had a teacher be like maybe maybe this isn't for you maybe this isn't your thing and i was like it's okay not everything has to be my thing that's cool um but uh dexter takes off out of school last day he's driving his mom's car right his mom is like on business in new york and they... it's really cool that she lets you drive his car her yeah. car yeah. Yeah. Because that's because she doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, he is talking to his best friend, who is, I recognized him immediately. I was like, who is that guy? He was definitely in a hip hop band. I was like, he's not one half of Criss Cross, is he? He was not. No. He was one third of Immature. <laughs> How can you cross those up? But I did. Okay. But I did. I was like, I recognize that guy. And he was also the annoying neighbor and sister sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. But that's the best friend. Um, while they're going through, first off, Dexter drives like a fucking idiot. Well, because he's never had driving lessons and he doesn't have a license. Like he drives <laughs> like someone who learned to drive from Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> and he probably did. I mean, like the first one, not like Grand Theft Auto, like three or four please, or five. Please, please, Grand Theft Auto Five. You only got like bonus points if you hit prostitutes. Well, you could, like... Anyway, there's a whole thing where you ran over the prostitutes, get the money back to just spent on the prostitute. It's mm -hmm. a whole... It's a hack. It's not sure. really a hack. It just is... It's a it's a feature. Yeah, but I would, like... After, like, the sixth time you did that, I figured they would stop getting in your car, but, like... Anyway. Um, so... Or they would, and then they would beat the shit out of you. That would be amazing. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so Ed is rollerblading around town, and Dexter almost hits him, hits the brakes, spins out. Right. Gets in an accident. Gets in an accident, and of course it's Sinbad's car. It whipped Sinbad. And, um, Sinbad's like, oh, I'm calling the cops, I'm gonna call your mom, and Dexter's just like, how's about we don't do any of that shit? How about I just pay for it? No. No, no, no. If you get in an accident work. with a 15 year old who doesn't have a license, not like doesn't have his license with him, but like does not have a license. You get a police report. Right. You at least call his parents. Yeah. You do everything. No, you get a police report. Then you use that to call his parents and be like, so what are we going to do about this? Mm -hmm. And like their answer should be, well, first off, my son's never seen the light of day again. Right. And we'll make this right. Also, they get an estimate because what mm -hmm. ends up happening is Dexter talks him bad into not doing any of the responsible. Right, he's like, don't things. let's not do let's not be an adult right now. Let's just like how you about I pay you for whatever this is going to cost. And um, Dexter's going to fix it. Sinbad gets an estimate for nineteen hundred dollars. Nineteen hundred dollars. Y'all, this was like nineteen ninety three. It was nineteen ninety seven. But. 
you can't do fucking anything for $1,900. You can have, like, a scratch. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it cost me $1,900 to have someone look at a car. Like, what the fuck? How do you get a car fixed for $1,900? Yeah. And it's like, he's going on about how it's an import, and it's nice, and it's got leather seats, and it's anything. I mean, the leather seats were damaged, but, like... Right, right. Still, like, man... So Dexter's like, listen, I don't have that much money, but I could get it. I'll get a summer job. Right. He gets a summer job. Conveniently, Mondo Burger's about to open. Mondo Burger is about to open. So I guess they're hiring. Yeah. They're hiring new people. And he was like, cool, I'll just get a job at Mondo Burger. Which he does. He does. At Mondo Burger, they wear these vinyl yeah. uniforms. Oh, yeah. They are high-necked. Uh, like lots of zippers. Yeah, like a, like a motorcycle uh type asymmetrical asymmetrical thing that like zips all the way up the side, long sleeved. Uh, and then I assume also like plasticky vinyl pants. Uh huh. It's all one piece. So fucking hot. Oh yeah. It would be. I would quit that job just because I was like, this uniform fucking sucks. <laughs> So I I once went on a job where the uniform was a flight suit, which was you at least... You did have a job where a uniform was a flight suit. It's weird. I worked at uh, amusement park. It was a Air Force... It was Top Gun, mm-hmm. the ride. So I had to wear the flight suit. And those things at least breathe. Right, and have pockets. And have pockets. They have a lot of pockets. But there's like a little pocket on the inside of the left thigh that you should never put a pen in. Yeah, FYI. FYI. I mean, I could probably put a pen in it and it would be You know what? Okay. No, it just no. <laughs> you probably don't want to. Uh, but anyway, um and yeah, like that was hot and mm-hmm. miserable and also not vinyl. Right, and like made of cotton and like breathed. Yeah. So I can't imagine what those guys are going through. Oh my gosh, it's so terrible. It's it's awful. Um but Dexter's trying to make a burger. Mm-hmm. And can't make he can't a burger. Put the buns and the burger and the toppings together. He's he got like can't. a pile of like cheese like, slices and it just all is falling apart all the time. And he's like, boop, 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 boop. and he's got excuses. He's like, I tried to put the pickles on, but they're not like crispity. They're like bendedy, and I didn't know what to do, and so I just put them all on. And now it's the burger is not, and they're just like. Yeah, this isn't working out. Yeah, this isn't working out. <laughs> like, in their defense, like, if I saw somebody make a burger like that, I'd be like, mm, you can have go you, now. I'll pay for the day. You have seen go. food before? Have you ever seen a hamburger? Right. Are you familiar with the process of maybe, maybe, following maybe a we, chart? Maybe we needed to start at the beginning. So this is a chart, and it shows you right. all the five the pieces that you need. Bottom bone, burger. Cheese, toppings, which may include the following. Lettuce, tomato, pickle, ketchup, onion. Right, mustard. Mustard. Top bun. Push it down the line. Right, Like, this it. isn't fucking hard. This isn't rocket <laughs> surgery. But anyway, so he gets fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, kudos on Mondo Burger for just cutting their losses right, on that be like, sorry, this isn't working out. You can keep the uniform. Right. Um, it's right. fine. Don't call uh, me if you need a reference. Yep. And then back at Good Burger, right. you see Ed, and he's getting confronted from a bur- from a customer in a parallel situation where he the customer accuses Ed of screwing up his order. 
But what it is is the customer ordered a good burger with nothing. Right. So it, he just had a bun. He just had a bun. And he's like, no, clearly I, clearly I meant I wanted the patty. And, and he was like, hey, is a patty something or nothing? <laughs> patty something. He's like, yeah, so if you got nothing, if I put a patty on it, there'd be something. But you ordered nothing. I gave you nothing. And the guy is just like, you're an idiot and runs off. And it's like, this is the thing. Like, this is, you know, the dynamic of like, mm-hmm. Dexter sees the possibilities and just kind of gets in his own world and just goes off on his own tangent thinking about what he wants to do. But Ed is so literal and basic. So precise. Definitely so precise. somewhere on the autism spectrum. Probably, honestly. With his love of precise language. Mm-hmm. So uh, then Dexter rolls in. Um, and He has like 100 milkshakes. Yeah, there's like a ton of milkshakes. Like if you have $1,900 to Sinbad... Don't order 27 milkshakes, baby. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a lot of milkshakes. Or do they have unlimited refills on the milkshakes and they bring you a new cup each time? If that's the case, I am going to Good Burger. Like, yes. I want unlimited milkshakes. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna sit there and have a milkshake for six hours. Me and my lactose intolerant ass are going to have a blast. <laughs> literally. Um, and it's just gonna be rough for like three days after. But yeah, my gosh, yeah. I want but this. you see, you see Dexter at a table, and he has like twenty cups. And then uh, Ed brings him out another cup. Like, oh, you're almost done with that cup. Here's another one. And like Ed and he, and, uh, and Dexter's just like, keep him coming, man. Keep him coming. Yeah, and so like Dex Ed, to his credit, again realizes like Ed Dexter's not in a good place. Right. And it's just like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, I don't know. Like, who the fuck are you? I don't want to talk to you. But Ed just keeps kind of talking to him. And finally, Dexter's like, yeah, I mean, I just got fired by Mondo Burger. He's like, oh, man, you need a job? We can get you a job here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first thing Ed's like, hey, manager guy, can we get Dexter a job? And Ed manager's like, fuck no. No. <laughs> He's like, but we, like, need Come someone. On, like, he, like, needs it and stuff. He's like, we need somebody to do the things with the stuff and the things. And it's not really clear what Dexter's job is ever going to be. Other than maybe delivery driver. Right, and they're like, he could do fries. And uh, they're like, but Otis does fries. And they they, like pan over to Otis, who is Abe Abe, Vigoda. Abe (laughs) fucking Vigoda is in this movie, ladies and gentlemen. He's wearing an oxygen mask. And cooking fries. And they're like, how much longer could he possibly live? <laughs> By the way, I looked this up. Abe Vigoda died in 2016. This is 1997. So apparently nine, nine years. Nine years. I, Abe Vigoda had a good nine years. I've never known a fry cook that last nine years. I also did a deep dive on, oh my God, was this Abe Vigoda's last movie? And it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Praise Jesus. He was uh, in a movie in which he starred as the romantic lead in 2014. I want to watch this. It's a feel-good uh, movie about how love uh, knows no bounds. and uh, You know what? I mean, like, yeah. okay. Mm, sure, whatever. It does know some bounds. Right. I'm going to say. But yeah, he was... Legally? He, he was cast as the romantic lead in a movie. So. <laughs> in uh, 2014. But so. this is where uh, Ed, as soon as Dexter has a job, Ed starts giving him the tour. And he's like, all right, so that's Otis, who's mm-hmm. our fry guy. Right. Years. He's like 74, and he's like, I thought I would uh, not be in fast food still, but I'm still here. Still here. 
Fitz is the the drive through guy we met earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the 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 guy that works the grill? Spatch. Spatch for Short, spatula. Spatula. Yep. And then uh, and he's not bright. Yeah, he's just like a big dumb animal. animal. Uh, and then there's uh, Monique, mm-hmm. who is yeah, hot girl. Hot girl. I don't know what she does. I mean, it's unclear. And there's also uh, is it. Vanessa? Yeah. Vanessa is a vegetarian? Mm-hmm. She works... She's a veterinarian. I'm a vegetarian. I mean, she doesn't eat fur. No, I don't wear fur. I don't eat meats. Yeah, like Ed's an idiot. This yeah. is the joke. But he's very nice. He's so, a nice idiot. But what um, what Ed gets him a job, he's going to be doing deliveries in the Burger Mobile. But again... Right, so Mr. Bagley asks him, he's like, hey... uh." Have you worked in fast food before? And he's like, yep. How long? He's like, almost two days. And he was like, well, shit, that's pretty good. <laughs> More than we usually get. Like, and uh, I do, do feel you- like there's a point where like that's a red flag rather than like, like if it was like six months, you're like, well, what happened? Ah, uh, they closed that one down. Mm, yeah. For mm-hmm. salmonella. Were you the cook? Nah, I just took orders. Okay, cool. Like, Yeah, almost two days. And he was like, cool, that's pretty good. And then um, he's like, do you... Uh, do you have a car? And he was like, yep. And he's like, do you have any accidents on your record? And he's like, not that you know of. <laughs> and like, it goes back to Mr. Miller and he's like, Pop. seems great. Great. All right. Get in. At no point does he ask for, say, a license or mm-hmm. proof of insurance or any sort of indication this kid is over 15 years old. Right. Right. And like, I feel like those are basic questions when you're hiring a delivery driver. But also, the people in charge are, like, 17. Like, right. So. It is, uh, it is the action park of Fair enough. fast food chains. So Ed and Dexter take off in a cruise in the Burger Mobile. hmm And the first thing they do is run over Simbad's mailbox. Yeah. For reasons. They don't okay. stop. It's a hit and run. It's okay. cool. And, of course, Simbad never thinks to think. Oh, how many burger-shaped vehicles can there be in this subdivision? Did he see him run over the mailbox? Yeah, he's like literally right there when it happens. Okay, yeah. But he doesn't do anything about it. So, this is when we get back to, when they get back to Good Burger, this is when Kurt and the crew come in. Oh, yes. Kurt from Monday Burger. Kurt, who I looked up, uh... Like, three or four times, because I was like, I have to know him from somewhere. But I don't. I don't know him from anywhere. I haven't seen any of the movies he's in. He is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, so maybe I just saw him around. But probably when not. When were you in Fort Wayne in the 90s? <laughs> Fort Wayne is not that far from... It is? It's not! <laughs> but, like, I mean, you would have to have a reason to go to Fort Wayne? Have you ever had a reason to go to Fort Wayne, Indiana? I've been to Fort Wayne a couple of times. Why? In the 90s? I think so. Why? I don't know. Anyway. But so, he, he's generic 90s he's asshole. he's generic 90s asshole. He looks like every, like, cut-rate uh, Buffy villain. Yeah. Or... Uh, he's got spiky hair. Yeah, spiky hair and cheekbones. Pointy bones nose and, and cheekbones. Way too much uh, tanner. Yeah. He's very bronzed. Very bronzed. Um, and they come in and they just, like, insult and intimidate um, the, the Good Burger crew. But, like, Ed's so fucking dense. He doesn't get it. <laughs> Like, they're trying to, like, you know, speak down to him, and he's just, like, doe-eyed, like, all right, cool. Seems great. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then speaking of Buffy villains, 
Yeah. One Ed, of the henchmen. Ed's right hand man is Gunn um, from Angel. From Angel, yeah. I was like, what are you doing in this movie? <laughs> right. I was like, uh <laughs> He was also uh, uh Agents of Shield, like he would show up mm-hmm. in there as um oh well, who was he in Agents of Shield? He's the guy that was the cyborg. Okay. So he would show up in that later. I could see him being a cyborg. Yeah, I mean, you know, it works. Chase that paper. Right, 100%. If I ever see him at a con, I'll be like, I loved you in Good Burger. And he'll be like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, <laughs> I have a friend who um, met Dave Chappelle, because everybody in Dayton has a I met Dave I Chappelle. I mean, I have also met Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I have not, and I'm kind of jealous. It, but it, my time's coming. It's it, fine. It, yeah, it's just you roll the dice. You roll the dice long enough. You hang out at enough like random bookstores or coffee shops or whatever. You'll meet Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle will like just go show to Yellow up. Springs. That's the that's the secret. Just mm-hmm. spend weekends in Yellow Springs, weekdays in Yellow Springs. Really, <laughs> like it's always like a Wednesday, at, like three o'clock. You'll meet Dave Chappelle. But um, he met Dave Chappelle, and he just walked up. He's like, "Man, I loved you in Robin Hood, Men in Tights." And Dave Chappelle's just like, <laughs> "Fuck you." <laughs> he was like thanks <laughs> and then laughed just like that was what i was hoping for like you made my day you know just you know there's, there's but that... i did love him and robin he Robert was the tights he was the best fucking part of that terrible no, movie no okay sidebar sidebar he was a fantastic part of that movie okay not to lie uh but carrie who's brought it on a level i, I will say he yes he, he, was he was very fantastic. dedicated to his craft <laughs> he was like in a completely different movie than was. everyone else <laughs> but the funniest thing is the fact that was it is it alan rickman that's the sheriff i don't know like i forget who the sheriff I might, was i might, i haven't seen that movie in a long time and i might need to look that up if it wasn't alan rickman it was a knockoff alan rickman but the guy that plays the sheriff of knowledge nottingham in that film is also in a complete like he thinks he's in a Shakespeare play mm-hmm. and is just going for broke and it's fantastic. But yes, all that to say, Dave Chappelle is fantastic in Robin Hood Men in Tights. And uh, Roger Reese is the Roger Reese. Oh, let me see. Let me see his photo. Am I? Did I trans? I mean, maybe. I did. How did I? I just put Alan Rickman in every fucking thing in my brain. it's just like was alan rickman in that and you're like no and i was like oh well it would have been better with him in it (laughs) sheriff of nottingham where was sheriff of nottingham where was he robin hood prince of thieves was alan rickman as sheriff okay so i just transposed which which i also didn't see oh that's fantastic is it no it's terrible but it's, I mean, it's got Alan Rickman. You owe it to yourself to see anything Alan Rickman's ever been in. Um, I mean, I've never seen Die Hard. And I don't know that I ever will. Because I've lived through a pandemic and I still haven't seen it. We're not through the pandemic yet. <laughs> We're not through. <laughs> so, A, I don't know that you can say you lived through a pandemic. It's true. I'm, st- I'm, I'm alive currently. Currently living through a pandemic. Who knows about tomorrow? And so, and also we can't say the pandemic's over, so there's still time. There's still time. I can still watch Die Hard. So, but it's not looking good. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. You've lived through a year. a year pandemic. of not seeing anyone or going anywhere or doing anything, and I still haven't seen Die Hard. So. Probably not happening. Maybe not. So, um, we're back into this movie, the one that we're actually watching. <laughs> that one that we're talking about. Does not have Alan Rickman, but it does have Abby <laughs> Pagoda, so that's great. 
And um, Mondo Burger's opening. Mm -hmm. They have a pep band. They have a fucking pep band. On a stage. With, with like, sparkly vests. Oh, yeah, they're... And, like, bassoons and shit. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. So, um, but their power surge from their, like, light show and extravaganza shuts down the power to Mondo Burger. Or to Good Burger, rather. Which is not how that works. Like, that should blow off the circuit that you're on, not the circuit next door to the circuit you're on. That's not... Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. Um, but the place is filling up. Like, yeah. No, it, it's crazy. There's a whole montage of people going to Good Burger, getting the Good Burger... or oh, get, Mondo, Burger. Mondo Burger. Getting the Mondo Burger and just being excited and hip and cool and beautiful people doing it. Right. And Good Burger doing nothing. Yes. So, uh, at one point, the manager gets a Mondo Burger, brings it back. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's the same price as a good burger, but, but it's, it's more than twice as much meat. Yeah, it's more than twice the size of a of a good burger. How are they ever going to compete? Ed is at this point skating out of this thing to go to of the good burger to go home, mm-hmm. and Dexter sees him on his rollerblades, and this is the moment that Dexter goes, "Oh my gosh, that's how I recognize you. You're the asshole that almost made me crash." That like, yeah made me crash into uh, Sinbad. Sinbad. You're the reason I'm stuck here. You're the reason my mom knows I was driving without a license. Right, and um, Ed ends up running into Otis, knocking him flat. Mm-hmm. And Otis, Ava Goda stands up and says, "I think I broke my ass," <laughs> which I believe is the only swear. So put that in there. Trivia point. The only swear in Good Burger is Abe Pagoda. Was said by Abe Pagoda. Perhaps. I think. Perhaps. As far as I remember. Um, but Sinbad shows up, gives Dexter the new bill instead of 1900 it's 2500 because that was an estimate. That's how they work. Right. They just estimate. Approximate number. So, yeah. It could be more. Or could less. Be more or but less. But it's always but more. It's always more. <laughs> in my experience. So, Ed and Dexter have lunch. Ed's being super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ed has also made a sauce. Right, and he brings this sauce with him. Yeah. He's like Beyonce, who has hot sauce in her bag. But this, Does she? Yeah. She, it's a line in one of her songs. <laughs> what? No. This may come as a surprise to some of our listeners. Oh, that you're not... You're not a, a fan of the Queen I, Bee? I, I mean, you know, listen, I'm ambivalent to right. the... Right, right. Uh, it's fine. I have she writes some good songs. Me. I think you, like, encounter her songs more than you think you do. Oh, yeah, I because do. Because she's totally. very ubiquitous. Yeah, well, I mean, also, I think you assume I leave our house. I mean, truth. Truth. But if if you did leave our house... <laughs> like, does she play at... You'd be, like, walking around Target, and I'd be like, this is a Beyonce song. And you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, does she play at Aldi? Right, right. Or Barnes & Noble? I mean, yes. Does she, sure. Does she play at the game shop in, in, in Dayton, <laughs> where Maybe I go where to find my board where games? Where you can buy all the, like, the little miniatures? Yeah, the little minis. Yeah. The little X-Wing minis. I'm sure. I'm sure they're a fan. I mean, they pay a lot of Counting Crows. Is that a similar demographic? Uh, I would say no. 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 All right. Um, But speaking of soundtracks. Speaking of soundtracks. There's a montage here that is a ska song. And there's just so much song. Guys, I forgot about ska. Like, during this movie, I turned to Adam and I was like, OMG, I forgot about ska. (laughs) I mean... 
I erased it from my memory completely. <laughs> so this is this is really weird to me because like I have a whole Spotify you made light playlist that's nothing but like real big fish, <laughs> mighty mighty boss tones, right? The less insiders, than, less than Jake. <laughs> like, like yeah, you know. Um, oh my gosh. No, I I definitely I, I definitely listened to ska. I just like somehow forgot about it. I've never I've never let it down. Uh, but this Skull has lived in your heart ever since. <laughs> I keep the flame alive. I have a Supertones t-shirt that I wear not infrequently. Yes, it's under other shirts? No, 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 just proudly. No, just uh, and about. It says Supertones on the front, Strike Back on the back. It's it's a... Yeah. It's an art. It also helped that when I was like 15, I was wearing shirts that were like 3XL. Right, because that was the style. It was, a, it was a real big shirt. Like, that went down to my knees when I was 15 and, like, just hung off me and didn't touch my body in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. And now it fits all right. Now it fits. Yeah. But anyway, so I can wear, I can totally wear a shirt I had when I was 15. I don't know what you all are talking about. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm spelt. Right. But um, the sauce is a hit. Ed's going to get 10 cents per burger. Right, right. So, well, so, so, uh, Dexter... Somehow the sauce falls on Dexter's face. It like it was an accident. Right. It got smooshed on his face, and he tries it. And he was like, "This is actually good." And he calls everybody together, and he makes them try it. And he makes Mister Bagley try it. And he was like, "This is amazing. Do you think you can put this on the Good Burgers?" And he was like, "I mean, sure, whatever." Like. Right. And this is where the Scott montage of people like going nuts to get the sauce comes yes. in. Yes. And then at the end of that montage, Mr. Bagley's like, listen, this is saving my ass. Right. So here's what I'm going to do. If you don't tell anybody else this recipe, mm-hmm. if you'll make it for me, give me the exclusive rights to your good sauce for the Good Burgers at Good Burger. Mm-hmm. A lot of synergy there. Right. Um, I'll split the profits with I'll you. I'll split this profits. I'll give you 10 cents a burger that goes out with this. Mm-hmm. Now, Honestly, it might be like a twenty-five cent upgrade, but honestly, it's also Mr. Begley's material. So right, like, right. He's yeah. He's not making it at home. He's not going to the grocery store and buying his own stuff. You know, like right. It's so all. So that was a pretty generous. I feel like that was a pretty generous uh, sure. offer. And um, as long as it keeps coming out, that's great. So Dexter shows up and is like, "Listen, it was my idea to, to put, put it on the, the sauce." So let's make so, a deal. So like I should get some of the money and it's like, yeah, that seems fair. Like we we're partners a hundred percent. Yeah. We're, we're friends. We're partners. We're great. I, I don't want to take advantage of you. So Dexter's like, cool. How about a 20, 80 split? You get 20%. I get 80%. And Ed's like, cool. I'll sign that. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I know what some of these words mean. Yeah. Ed is functionally illiterate is I'm going to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe. At least if he's not illiterate he definitely is not able to keep a sentence in his brain long enough to parse it Mm -hmm. like you know he like you said he he knows some of the words like some of the words hit and are floating around in there bouncing around but he has not comprehended the sentence in this whole contract right which uh that's gonna be really hard to hold up in a court of law just to let you know i mean you know but i mean dexter's 15 so (laughs) there's a lot there's a lot of snafus where do you go for juvenile court of uh of claims you know well i i think basically your mom calls his mom and threatens <laughs> really did your son sell my daughter a business <laughs> yes it's the, it's the zach morris problem <laughs> it really is um and so right after they sign it um 
Oh, what's her head? The blonde walks in and is like, hey. Vanessa? Vanessa walks in and is like, hey, Ed, that sauce is amazing. What's in it? And Ed just starts blabbing. They're like, oh, lemon juice and ketchup and, and sugar. Sugar and, and like mustard. Dexter tackles him like, you can never fucking say a fucking word. Like, you can't tell anybody what's in that sauce, man. Yep. And so back at the Mondo Burger, mm-hmm. Kurt is freaking out. Yes. He's like, they should have been crushed into the floor by now. Like, truly, like, uh, super villain monologuing. Yeah, and... Like, and the pacing and the blaming the henchmen, like, it's very... Oh, yeah, it's uh, point, Like, point for point. Yeah, like, this should be a Bond villain, but it's, like, the owner, or the manager, not even the owner. I am very confused in his role. I am, too. Because he is way too young to be the owner. Oh, definitely. Unless he's a trust fund kid. Well, there is a reference to the fact that his dad has a lot of money. Right. And so like, maybe... if he's a trust fund kid, you're like, oh. Like, he's just, he's just like your your tech bro who bought all the rights to the EpiPen. Like, yeah. that that's him. Yeah. <laughs> like... Or, like, your dad bought you a franchise to mm-hmm. give you something to do. And it doesn't matter if you run it into the ground because, you know, daddy will always be here for you. Right, right. Like, maybe something like that. But, like, he, yeah, he comes from money. And we're not really, I'm not really sure mm-hmm. exactly what his role is. Right, and if, like, Mondo Burger was, like, his vision or if he just, like, I don't know. I think the franchise. I don't know. I kind of see it as being, like, his vision. Maybe. Where this was, like, his redonkulous pet project to keep him out of daddy's hair while he does, like, hedge fund bullshit. Yeah. Like, basically, it was either this or copious amounts of cocaine, and this is going to be cheaper in the long run. Why not both? Honestly, I think there was possibly (laughs) both. It might also just be a front for the whole Mm -hmm. cocaine business. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So, uh... Not cocaine. Not cocaine. uh, When I was in high school, the Wendy's by in my town got busted for selling pot out Mm -hmm. the drive-thru. Okay. Because apparently the super secret code word was extra lettuce. Extra lettuce. That's, I mean, first off, who in the right mind orders a burger with extra lettuce? That's crazy. You would never do that. But like... On the rare event that that happens, apparently that was it. That was the rumor going around. I don't know if there's any truth to that. So but, interesting. But it's stupid. Anyway. <laughs> um, so then we flash back to Good Burger, and the manager's like, Hey, Ed, I owe you $67. Right. Here's $67. We sold... At least 670 burgers. 670 burgers burgers with your special sauce on them. I feel like that's a pretty adequate day's work. I have no concept of how many burgers you sell in a day at a McDonald's. Right, but like, that's pretty good. That's good work. Um, And I assume that's on top of his regular, uh, you know, hourly, here's your 75 cents. uh, Right. Yeah. And so Ed walks over, or Dexter walks over, is like, cool, time for the split. And so it's an 80-20 split. He's like, you get Thirteen dollars. He's like, "Wow, that's almost fourteen dollars." Yeah, and it's like, "Yeah, that's right." So that means Ed gets fifty-four dollars, or Dexter takes fifty-four. Ed gets thirteen. Mm-hmm. Thirteen times four is fifty-two. I don't know. I'm bad at math. So Ed actually, Dexter even shorts him on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it is to the nearest dollar, but but he he rounds down. Yeah, he rounds Dexter down, which I think is. It's a plot point. Yeah, it's extra, extra shitty. Yeah. 
So um, Ed or Dexter's like, hey, Monique, what you doing after work? She's like, uh, not hanging out with you. And like bugs out. Right. He's like, bye. And and so like Ed hears Dexter say he's free after work. He's like, like, you can hang out with me. He's like, I wasn't. I mean, I guess. Sure. He's like, you can come to see. I'll show you my secret place. And Dexter's like, that's not what I had in mind. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, double, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, lots of double entendre. Yeah, in this let's movie, not say what we're actually. saying here, right? Um, but Ed's a simple guy. Mm-hmm. Ed takes him out to like the back of the restaurant. Right, like the roof of the restaurant. Yeah, he's just kind of got like a spot where he can overview things. He doesn't have a lot there. He's got a chair. He's got a comfy chair and uh some good burgers, mm-hmm. fries. Right. And he's like, I come here to think. And uh Dexter's like what the fuck do you think about Ed? He's like, I don't know. Think about like things that are sticky. And I don't remember what all he lists, but it's all just like very random. Like yeah. how big a box to put a cat in. And <laughs> like, yeah, it's it and is, Dexter's just like, it is like stream of consciousness of any like five year old. Yeah. And like, honestly, Dexter's just like, yep, need to get out of here. Like it seems great. But somehow Dexter talks, Starts talking about his feelings and, sh- and stuff. Yeah, Ed gets De- Dexter talking. And Dexter, he's like, what do you think about when you think about things? He's like, I think about a yo-yo my dad got me. And like how it blinked red on one side and blue on the other side. and made this whistle noise. But then it's it so stopped, cool. Yeah. And then, then stopped blinking. Then stopped whistling. And I think my mom threw it out. But it was like the last thing, like the last time I saw my dad, it was like what he gave me. And it was like the only thing I have from my dad. I don't even remember what my dad looks like. Right. And Ed's like, I don't remember what my dad looks like either. But at least I get to see him every day. And Dexter just looked at him. He's like, yeah. So, like, Dexter's leaving. He's like, all right, man. See you tomorrow, buddy. And Ed's like, what you call me? I don't know. What do I call you? He's like, you call me buddy. We're buddies? I mean, are we awesome. buddies? And, and Dexter's like, I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> I mean, we'll work tomorrow. together. I'll see you tomorrow. So next morning, uh, or next day, I guess, mm-hmm. Dexter's at work. He gets a delivery, finally. Yes, he the gets thing, to make a delivery. It's been like at least two weeks worth of work. Right. This isn't COVID times where everyone is ordering delivery. This is 1997. Like, I don't even know how you order delivery burgers in 1997. Did <laughs> you, have you have to, to call, call the someone? restaurant. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, if, and talk to a human. I'm out. Right. Call the restaurant and talk to a human. And, uh, you know, 12-year-old me <laughs> is there talking to a human. No, I was 15. Uh, 15-year-old me would be there talking to a human. And they'd be like, you I'm not... 16, but yeah. I'm not... I was 15 for part of 1995. I guess. Don't at me. 97, you... <laughs> 1997, I was 15 for part of 1997. You were 16 or 17. Again, no. you're, you're, you're born in 81. I was born in 81. 1997... Okay, you would have been fifteen or sixteen. I would have been fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I was fifteen for part of nineteen ninety-seven. There you are. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. In my defense, I've had a lot to drink. (laughs) Math is hard. (laughs) Indeed, you're the STEM major of the two of us. I am, but also I'm not great at mental math. But that's okay. Yeah, it's the it's your uterus. I just have a calculator. I have a calculator. I don't need it. It's fine. Um. So they go out on a deliver delivery, mm-hmm. um, and their delivery is to 
The basketball stadium? The basketball stadium with Shaquille fucking O'Neal. How big is this Good Burger's delivery radius? Well, I don't know where the fuck they are. So maybe Shaq is visiting. I don't know. Maybe. Are they in like LA proper? I kind of think they're in Orlando for reasons. Maybe. Mostly regarding the fact that that's where like Nick Studios was. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. They're probably in Orlando. At the Universal Studios theme park in Orlando, mm-hmm. Florida. If you ever watch they're any of the They're not in shows. the theme park, though. Like, they don't make movies in the theme park. <laughs> they fucking did. <laughs> you don't know this? No. Okay, so like, okay, so we went to Disney World and we saw the MGM Studios. Sure. All right, and like they had studio backlots on MGM Studios where they would actually film like home improvement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like in like that's where the studio was attached to a fucking theme park. That seems terrible. Well, you would just, I mean, the the sound stages are all soundproofed, so it could be anywhere. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, but they would. You could actually take a tour back in the 90s and walk through and see the different sets from mm-hmm. the different sitcoms that were being filmed at that location. Nickelodeon is at Orlando, is also in Orlando at Universal Studios, and they had the same setup. So, like, um, remember Guts? Did yes. you ever watch Guts? That was filmed at Orlando Studios. Mm-hmm, with the, like, big crag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple is the shit. Uh, I loved Legends of the Hidden that Temple. That was the best fucking show. <laughs> it was so great. Have you seen the movie? No! Oh my god, we, we, should, we, we should, should watch, watch this movie. movie. <laughs> um, and so, like, they did their own thing. Like, Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios was attached to, like, you could go... That seems crazy. It was. Crazy. It was the 90s. Well, also, you know, film before a live studio audience. Where do you get your studio audience for, from? Mm-hmm. You make them pay money. You make them pay money to come to a theme park and then sit in your audience for like the entire fucking day. Right. Eight hours. To Eight hours film of a, filming. Film a 20 minute show. Or like six episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> yes. I'm here for that. I would watch eight hours of <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. I bet there are a lot of thirteen-year-olds taking like copious notes. Well, no, taking like shots to the head. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah. There were like some minor concussion concussions right, right. in like their like double dare. Zero trauma nurses. Double dare. Oh my gosh. Like I'm. I have watched Double Dare and seen somebody's lights go out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because they like slip on those tiles. Why the fuck would you tile something that's going to be covered in slime? I don't know. Right, it's easy Other to clean. Easy to clean, but also easy to clean the brains of the 14-year-old that just... Anyway. They're very springy. They bounce back. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, we think it's in Orlando. But they go to the, the theater. Or the... Not the theater. The basketball arena. That's the word. And... Uh, they drive through the fucking hallway. Well, a lot of those places have, like, those kind of access hallways. Because that's, like, where they drop off the basketball stars to walk the 20 mm-hmm. feet to their locker room. Right. Rather than, like, right. walk through the so parking lot. So they're driving through the, the place where you would walk, like, as a, uh, whatever, yeah. as a fan. Well, no, seat. I think it's the it's the access drive. Where but the, it's, like, painted. Like yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's got, like, a nacho stand and shit. Is it? I don't remember that. <laughs> All right. 
But anyway, so they walk in and they give Shaq his good burger. Right, and they're like, hey, Shaq, I'm here. I'm here for your good burger. And Shaq playing himself is like, oh, hey, guys, I like these burgers. They're good and stuff. Well, first off, he's like, where are my fucking tomatoes? Flip out. Like, they're like, there's this whole, like, slow mo of them jumping up and down and being like, Shaq. And Shaq being like, yo. (laughs) And, like, Shaq's like, I ordered tomatoes. This is a no tomatoes. And Ed pulls tomatoes out of his pockets. Like, here you go. And Shaq just looks at him and goes like, you're not like other people, are you? And he was like, no, thank you for noticing. Also, like, there's a TV insert. And this is on the UPN, mm-hmm. which is the United Paramount Network. Paramount, again, owns Nick, which is a whole corporate conglomeration. Yes. I think they also own Shaq at this point. Yes. It's entirely possible. Yeah, why not? It's fine. So, anyway, um, Kurt is watching this. On TV. On TV, and is freaking out. Um, he's also freaking out because, like, Good Burger's not dead yet. Right, right. He's, so he's like, he, on his plan for, you know, burger domination, they were supposed to, like, the first domino to fall. Yeah. Or whatever. And, well, they're, like, literally across the street. They need to, like, clear their own space, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Kurt freaks out and he like orders the burgers to be three times the size instead of two times the size mm-hmm. because that's how they're going to defeat. Right. That's how they're going to defeat good burger and the good burger sauce. So meanwhile, then Kurt takes off in his SUV. Yes. It almost runs over Ed, which would have completed the movie and then it did right there. <laughs> We're like, we would have only well, 20 minutes. Nice tight narrative. <laughs> um, but instead, Ed's up on the hood and mm-hmm. is completely missing the point of like, they have a whole conversation with Ed sprawled out on the hood from being hit by a car. And uh, Kurt's like, I know you. You're Ed from Good Burger. And he was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> like, you could tell because I'm wearing a uniform. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, can I give you a lift? He's like, I doubt it. I weigh like 153 pounds. And he's, he's like, like, just get, just just get, get in the, the damn fucking car. car. Like, just... And so they have a conversation where... Um, Kurt. Kurt is trying to talk Ed into come over. Come over to Mondo Burger. Right, bring come your sauce. Bring, bring your sauce to Mondo Burger and we will like rule the burger world as father and son. But like I mean it's full of things like Kurt saying, hey I hear you make five bucks an hour over there. How's ten bucks an hour sound? And Ed literally is pulling a ten dollar bill out of his wallet and rubbing it next to his ear and goes like and Kurt's just like how am I being beaten by a complete imbecile? <laughs> right. Right. Which is a fair question to be asking. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Um, but Kurt drops Dexter or Ed off. At, at Good Burger. Good Burger. Dexter sees him. Is like, right, he's like, let me know when you change your mind. Yeah. And Dexter's like, the fuck? You can't mm-hmm. be hanging out with him. And yeah. So... Then um, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But Ed then reaches in the pocket and gives Dex a yo-yo. A yo-yo. That's and exactly he's like, like the one he Where'd described. you get this? And he's like, I bought it with my 13 almost $14 that I earned from the Good Burger uh, sauce. And he's like, it's just like your dad brought you, right? And he was like, yeah. Okay. Why, why'd you do this for me? We're he's buddies. Like, We're like buds and stuff. Okay, so, like, honestly, 
where the fuck? Where did he find that in 1997 before the internet? Before Amazon. Yeah, before internet shopping was a thing. Just like, I could enter blue and red blinky whistling yo-yo into the Googles and into probably get 12 cent right. searches. Shinyblinkylights.com will hook you up. They they will. <laughs> That's a legit site that my wife gets regular emails it's from. great. I do, love, I do love shinyblinkylights.com. They're fantastic. They they provided us some shiny blinky lights. It's on the tin. It yeah, it legit. Um, but anyway, but um, so Dexter's kind of taking a little bit of back, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, oh, sweet little moment. He's like, oh, gonna have to reevaluate my opinion of humans. Like, right, right. Maybe I shouldn't take advantage of him. Nah, <laughs> nah. So gonna do it. Meanwhile, Kurt sends in Roxanne. Roxanne. I say it that way because uh, she enters to, to a version of Roxanne. To a version of Roxanne sung by someone not Sting. But, Most certainly not. But someone. Um, She's going to play the honeypot here. Yeah, played by Carmen Electra. Who, again, was completely owned by Paramount at this point. Right. Every bit of 25 in this movie. And trying to seduce a 15-year-old. Yes. 16-year-old, 17 maybe? Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how old they were in real life. But in this movie, they're definitely like... Not okay. (laughs) It is not okay. Yes, it is uh, problematic. Yikes. So, um, she asks Ed straight up on a date. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ed's Ed's like, like, sure, "Sure, whatever. whatever." I love people. Sounds good. Sounds great. I don't want to disappoint anybody. Hey, Dex, how about you and Monique come too? And Dex is like, "Oh." Okay, so like right, he's like I mean I re- he's like I like Monique, but like she doesn't know I like her, and she definitely wouldn't go out with me. And he's like I think she would. Yeah, and, and so he's like, hey, I'm going out on a date. You want to come with Dex? And Monique's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, see, told, told ya. ya, huh? Like, yeah, Dexter. I think Dex was trying to figure out this whole like way of asking her out, and right. then just, just like angle? cut to the cha- chase. You, me, burgers, let's roll. So they go out on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a little, like, I don't know, I call it Magic Castle because it's kind of the local thing here where it's like a like hot dog stand slash putt-putt slash arcade yes. slash pizza joint. Like, Yeah, it's like all the thing. every kid's birthday when they're like eight yeah. is in this place. Yeah, exactly that. I've been to this place many times. Mm-hmm. Not since the Ronas because right, right. reasons, but... but. Before that, it was like the place to have your birthday. It's a classic establishment. Um, I assume there's one in every town. <laughs> I, I assume so. But Carmen Electra is going on uh, to Ed about how she wants his sauce. Mm-hmm. And she loves his sauce. And she wants to taste his sauce. And it's inappropriately so, sexual for so, 1997. So kids like, it is uncomfortable. Yes, for a child's movie. <laughs> it is not okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but then they go mini golfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dexter's like super weirdly competitive about the whole thing, right? Because of course he is, because he's like because he's a douche. He's a narcissistic asshole. So right. yeah, of course he's got to be the proving he's the best instead of just having fun with his date and his buddy and his mm-hmm. that buddy's date. Um, and then Ed gets up and he like literally fucking tees off, right? Like whacks his ball so hard, bounces all around the place, comes back and smacks Carmen Electra smack between the eyes, right? She's a giant, like, yeah. splatter bruise on her forehead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she just passes right out. 
the next scene is Ed driving home and he's just rambling mm-hmm. about shit. I don't even remember. And like Dexter leans forward, like the camera's kind of like panning around and you like see Ed and you see Monique, who's got like this really weird concerned look on her face. And then it goes to Dexter and he like leans forward. He's like, dude, she's still like totally unconscious. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And so like he, for some reason, he has to slam the brakes and Carmel mm-hmm. like just slams forward, hits the dashboard and wakes up. This is not how traumatic brain injuries work. <laughs> Like, if someone's been unconscious for, like, ten minutes, you really... You need to be going to the hospital. If if she was unconscious long enough to get in the car, your next stop really needs to be Mm -hmm. an urgent care at the minimum. Yes. Probably a legitimate inpatient hospital facility. with with an emergency room They're going to want to keep her overnight. A hundred percent. He, um... And he was like, oh, good, you're awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so Dexter and Monique like, are just like, okay, um, how about we take a walk and let... You guys, like, get acquainted. Get acquainted. Exactly. Which, um, yeah. Like, Roxanne's first move is like, Ed, listen, you give me the recipe for the sauce, and I'll give you anything you want. Again, creepy. Yes. Things I don't want to explain to my children. Yes. Um, and Ed is just like, all right, maybe, like, whatever. And it's like, I've always wanted to shave a Martian. And he, like, pulls a razor out of his front pocket. And he's like, you got a Martian? And I'm like, I can't even make that a metaphor. Like, yeah. And uh, Carmen Electra's like, uh, no. And so then, like, there's a weird wrestling move that happens. Well, so she goes to kiss him, and he freaks out. Yeah. And he throws her, like, over his shoulder. Yeah, and almost knocks her out. Like, just Mm -hmm. drops her onto the ground. Third time. I fucking quit. Which is fair. Yes. Like, she's getting paid to do a job. That job is way harder than I think she signed up for. I think that job was like, listen. How hard can it be? Throw yourself at a 17-year-old boy. He'll, he'll do whatever Carmen you want. fucking Electra. Right. Like, just come out with a re- recipe for the good sauce. Like, how hard can it be? Mm-hmm. Turns out when Turns that boy is an idiot. Real hard. It's real hard. So then we um go into, like, back the next day at Good Burger. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody with, like, the Bobby's mom accent is ordering, and it's, like, super complicated and, you know. Yeah, so, okay, that girl, Laura Beth, whoever... Yeah. Was one of the all that uh cast members. Right, yeah. And she's playing one of her like uh her character. Go, her go one of her go to characters of Connie Muldoon. Yeah. Who is I don't know, a journalist. I don't know what she is. I don't know. Yeah. But But like that was her shtick. That was her shtick. And but Ed can't follow and it's a whole thing. But we cut back to the back, and, like, Monique is no longer into Dexter. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she found the contract where he's right. taking Right, so advantage. Dexter uh, put his jacket on Monique, and they had a little walk and whatever. And uh, she was like, oh, you forgot your jacket last night. And Dexter was like, thanks. Uh, and she's like, and this fell out of the pocket. And it and was the, fucking the contract. Yep. Yeah, and she's like, Ed is so nice. Like, and yeah, he's not that smart, but he would do anything anybody and he would do anything for you and he thinks you're friends and you're treating him like shit like the fuck and man i don't 
I don't want to hang out with somebody who treats their friends that way. So no, you and me are done. And like, we didn't even start, but like, we're also done. And which I feel is a hundred percent fair. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you go, I'm on Monique's side here. Uh, yes. Yes. If you go on a like quasi date with someone and you're like, yeah, they seem great. And then later you find out that they're an asshole. Like you have every right to be like, no, we're done. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time for assholes. No. So, um, Dexter's feeling bad. He goes out to find Ed. Ed's sitting in the back at his thinking spot. Mm-hmm. And Dexter's trying to talk to Ed. Like, I'm letting you out of this contract. I'm, like, trying to make things right. Like, I'm trying, trying to, to be a better friend. Trying to be a not asshole. Mostly because I think he wants to get back with Monique. But, hey, whatever. We'll take whatever character development yeah, we even, can find. Even if it's shitty motivation. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, this dog walks up, and Ed's like... So Ed is contemplating a Mondo burger and a Good Burger, and he's, like, weighing them both in his hands, and he's, like, looking between the two of them. Trying to find the difference. he's, like, smelling them, like... He's really doing some market research here. Right, right. He's trying... He's like, why? Why is this so crazy? But this dog walks up, and Ed starts talking to it, and he's like, there's a car broken down? With four clowns? Clowns? Where? Over two blocks away, like, you know, he gets the directions of the dog. And Dexter's like, you can't fucking talk to a dog. What yeah, dogs don't fucking talk. The dog is probably just hungry. <laughs> but the, then um, Ed drops the burgers. Right, he drops the Mondo burger. And the dog doesn't even acknowledge it as food. Like, does not sniff like, it. Like, looks at it and just, like, looks back. Right, does not sniff it. Does not, like, nudge it with its little nose. It's just like, no, that's like a brick. Whatever. Right. And then he drops the he's like, good huh, burger. Maybe he's not dog's hungry. All about it. And like I don't know, he seemed real hungry. Yeah. And so he drops the good burger, and the dog eats it in like a second. Right. And he was like, "Huh." Sums up. There's something wrong with that Mondo burger. We need to figure this out for ourselves. So we're gonna break into Mondo Burger, dressed as women. Right. They have a plan. Yeah. So they go into the Mondo Burger dressed as women. I don't know what the whole plan is, other than they're going to go in dressed as women. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to create a diversion. And then go into the back and see how they're making the burgers. Yes. Um. There's, like, this machine in the back when they mm-hmm. get there. And what it is is they squirt, like, this chemical on the burger. Right, and then it goes through an oven machine maybe it, box. Maybe it's like a UV light. I don't I don't know what is going on in the box. No, it's Magic Max. Mm-hmm. And it comes out twice as big. Right. Just poofy. Twice as big. Yeah. And um, they look and they're like, that's got to be illegal. At which point Kurt pops up behind him and says, oh, it certainly is illegal. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, no one's going to leave this room. Outside of this room gets to know that. We're going to take care of you guys. Like... I don't know what his plan is. Is he going to kill them? He's going to put them in the grinder. Like, that was his thing. He yeah, he always, does say that a couple he times. He always said that he would put people in the grinder. But, like, no one's really clear on what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to shut them up somehow. He's going to make them sign a non-disclosure agreement. I don't know. It's rock solid, man. Totally enforceable. Right. Um, but Dexter, like, creates a diversion. like, Ed, run! And Ed runs smack into a fucking wall. Right, because he wasn't specific. Yeah. You should have said run away. Run through this door, <laughs> turn right, and get back to Good Burger. No, right. he just says Ed run, and Ed, Ed fucking fucks that up. Right. Um. So. So they capture Ed and Ed and Dexter. Dexter. And they do the one thing you should probably do if you want to keep people quiet and not share your like mm-hmm. corporate secrets with other people. 
They check him into a mental hospital. They check an asylum, a literal asylum, a literal asylum, which I don't think we had in uh, nineteen ninety-seven. No, not since Reagan. Not since Reagan. He just dumped all those people out on the street, right. closed all the asylums, and then was like, that "We was don't, a good move. we don't have a mental health crisis anymore. Now we just have a homeless problem." Later's bitches. Deuces. Let the Democrats figure this out. Truth. Yeah, that's the model. Anyway, um, they're there. Um, and they start, they're, they're first off, they're thrown into a padded room, the two of them together, which is against standards. I'm just going to say. That's not how padded rooms work. No. Also, they were in straight jackets. When they, they get out of the car. They were in straight jackets when they get out of the car. And when they're thrown into the room, no straight, no jackets. straight jackets. Right. They're just like, oh, first thing you do when you're transporting mentally ill people who are already in a straight jacket is you take the straight jacket off. Before you put them. I Before mean, you yeah. put them. In their padded room. If they're dangerous enough to warrant the padded room. And the straitjacket. On the straitjacket during transfer, transfer, one, they should get solo cells. And also they should keep on the jacket, probably. Just mm-hmm. saying. I'm not an expert in asylum protocol. Not at all. Because no one is anymore. Right. Because thankfully. We don't, we don't have that. Also, better living through chemistry means that that's a little less of a thing. Yes. Like, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But also, they're... There's many issues. Yeah, mental health in the United States is just a is, whole is a shit, shit show. show. So it's a shit I, show. A lot of things unpack. But anyway, but they're in there. Um, and then they get released to Gen Pop, where they make friends. Right, with the other asylum mates. Right. Um, Ed is going to particularly fall in with Heather. Heather. Who is... Uh, is Velma from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> exactly. This is the aforementioned other reference to the Scooby-Doo. Right. Velma from Scooby-Doo was like, hey, do you hear voices in your head? Uh, do the aliens tell you to, like, free all the kangaroos? And he was like, I mean, no, but that sounds pretty... You do you, yo. That sounds pretty cool. And he's like, so what are you in for? And he was like, I don't know, I was trying to destroy a corporate chain, trying to poison people with illegal food additive. You? She was like, that sounds messed up. Uh, aliens told me to free all the kangaroos at the zoo, so I got in trouble for freeing all the kangaroos at the zoo. Yeah, but she's fantastic. Like, she like, yeah. really does steal the movie for, like, the scene she's in. But, um, they start playing, like, like, the nurse walks in, is like, it's time for your assorted medicines, like, mm-hmm. everybody get ready, and she turns on, like, classical music on the radio and walks out, where Dexter then, where Ed walks over and turns it to, like, Funk? funk. It starts having, like, this whole dance scene with, like, everybody. Right. Including? Including George fucking Clinton. <laughs> I don't know who Paramount owns. Out of all the movies where George Clinton plays himself. There's a list. There's a lot of movies. Does George Clinton play anyone not himself other than Trolls 2? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if George Clinton shows up... As, like, George Clinton, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're George Clinton. You're George Clinton. He's just George Clinton always. Like, his voice can be used sparingly around. Again, Trolls 2 being the one thing I can think of off the top of my head. That that was a recent George Clinton movie that we watched. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... I mean, I feel that's a pretty good... also, like, he's in so many fucking movies. He really is. (laughs) He just shows up. Because, like, he is... I mean, I do feel like you're, like... 
in casting, they're just like, we need someone that kind of looks like George Clinton. And then, like, the casting director's like, I mean, we can I'll call make him. a call. I feel like. Worst case he could say is no. And he never fucking says I've, no. I feel like he's completed life and now he's just doing bonus levels. <laughs> like, Good for you, George. He's just like, you know what might, might be fun? This. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> gonna have to go to the funk hall of fame whenever this whole yes. covid thing calms down yeah, and they're back they're, open if they're still open i hope they'd make it they're in dayton they are that's awesome so like go to dayton ohio visit the funk hall of fame maybe you'll run into george clinton <laughs> right who knows there being himself in the movie of your life he's a cameo um but they um during the dances dexter manages to knock out the guard and steals their keys right and they immediately escape by running to the upper floors? Yes. Or... Did they learn their escape concepts from, like, horror movies? From every terrible horror movie in the 80s? I guess. Perhaps. Maybe. It all it all ended so well for those people, so... Did it? I don't know. I don't watch horror movies because I like sleeping. That's fair. I don't know either because I also agree with you on that. Yeah, that's one thing we have in common. <laughs> um, but... There's this big angry straightjacket guy they'd met earlier. Mm-hmm. We just kind of glanced over that. But he ends up throwing Dexter through a window out of the second story. Dexter lands on the ground and is fucking fine. Fine. He's fine. Fine. Uh, and then Abe Vigoda jumps out. Um, and- yeah, because Abe Vigoda discovered the... Um- oh, there's a whole poison thing. We forgot about that. We forgot about the poison thing. Right after they drop... Um, Ed and Dexter off at the insane asylum. They go Kurt to, and the crew double back to Good Burger. They go to Good Burger and they're going to poison the secret sauce. Right. But Otis is still there. Like you do. Because uh, Otis lives there. He lives there. He just like sleeps there. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know, sleeping. And they're like, why weren't you home? And he was like, doesn't matter. Like, this is my home now. This, this is, is all there is. <laughs> and he's like, but some year old man who works at fast what, food. What you doing to the secret sauce and he's like doesn't matter old man no one's gonna hear from you again and so they throw him in there as well right that's yeah. right so they poisoned so like he's like it's shark poison remember this yeah shark poison i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't know either but he definitely said it like apicota should know he's <laughs> like i'm gonna uh, sharks aren't venomous they're not. They're not. So it's not. They're not even poisonous. So it's not poison from sharks. Maybe it's poison for sharks. Oh, it's like sh- bat sharks repellent. Like... Yes, it's bat. It's bat shark repellent. I'm just like it's gonna make Good Burger customers sick, sick enough that they're never gonna eat a Good Burger again. Right. Which I mean, that's legit. That mm-hmm. has caused the downfall of many a small mom right. and pop restaurant. Right. If you uh, eat somewhere and you get sick. You don't want to eat there again. Right. You just don't. So then maybe you just run for Congress. And wait. Sure. That's a different reference. Some people will get that. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> okay. No, I won't. <laughs> anyway. Um, but Ava Goda jumps out. And then Ed has a moment with Heather. Mm-hmm. And then he jumps out through a window instead of through the open window. Right. through Not through the window that, that both, like, that Dexter got thrown through and Ava Goda jumped through, but it's oh, his own separate window. Because Ed makes his own way in life. He does. He's also an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they steal an ice cream truck. They run past the truck for the asylum. Run past the truck for the asylum, which I was like, oh, they're just going to steal the truck for the asylum. It's right there. Like, nope. Nope. Steal an ice cream truck. They could have at least pulled a sound of music and pulled the alternator out to, like, make it harder for the people trying to chase them. But no. But no. They but just no. run by. Just went, they're like, ooh, ice cream trucks are cool. They steal that. And so they're they're flying down. Mm-hmm. 
and then the orderlies or doctors or whatever from the asylum get in the, the asylum truck and are chasing to cha- them. To chase them, yes. There's a whole chase scene where they're throwing ice cream out the back of the truck. Right, and smashing on the windshield of the orderlies. Until they can't see anymore, and then they crash. So Right. Meanwhile, the- they crash into Sinbad's, Sinbad's mailbox, which he's mailbox. Re- yeah, which he's repairing. Poor Sinbad. Poor Sinbad. I don't feel bad. He just can't catch a break with his mailbox. No. So, um, while this is all happening, the manager is getting ready to open the store. You see him doing the prep work. By the way, the sauce is literally smoking. Like it's got fog coming off of it. Like. <laughs> It looks like some sort of witch's cauldron proof. Like, right, and no one is like, this sauce seems strange. Yep, and um, they get there just in time. Uh, there's an old little old lady ordering a, a good burger with, with extra sauce, sauce. With extra sauce. And Ed tackles her and is like, listen, they poisoned the sauce. I'll make you new stuff. It's fine. I'm sorry. And they're just like, oh, okay. Like, it's fucking on now. We got to take down Mondo. Sure. So Ed and Dexter sneak over to Mondo, hiding behind a very conspicuously labeled rolled gold truck. Mm-hmm. Like there's pretzel yeah, ads this all was, over this it. This was very, very product placement-y. Um, Ed climbs the over. The only way it would be more product placement-y if, is if it was a Pepsi truck. I guess. Uh, I don't know why I don't cut Pepsi as much slack as anybody else for product placement, but they nope. try so hard. <laughs> in it i think it's just because like all of the 90s was like so many people holding pepsis <laughs> it was the cola wars i mean that's what it that's what it was these are the casualties of the cola wars mm-hmm. but um ed sneaking in behind ed and dexter are sneaking in behind the rolled gold truck uh ed just climbs up on the side of the building through like a gutter pipe right he does like fucking parkour yeah or whatever and dexter's just like i can't do that man I can't, I can't do that this is i will say this one of the few moments where they really kind of address the fact that there is a huge weight difference between Keenan and Cal. Right. right. Like, He's like, no, that that pipe isn't going to support me. Yeah. And uh, Ed's like, yeah, well, man. And uh, and Keenan's like, oh, I mean, sure. So, like, so I'm going to have to say kind of good on them. Yeah, a little bit. It's like a, not a conversation. Not, not problematic. But, like. At least it wasn't just like at least it a punchline. Yeah, at least it wasn't a punch. At least it wasn't a punchline. That's true. There's like almost no fat phobia. Yeah, like we just did Doctor Doolittle three like three weeks ago, and like, and like ooh, like fuck. that kid was not even that big. No. Like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, at least there's but, not yeah. there's not as much fat phobia in this movie. Which so is that's good. good. But Dex does get up there. Um, they end up climbing up to the very tip of the castle to mm-hmm. fall through the straw of the smoke Because the straw shade. goes right into where the kitchen is. No, it doesn't. They... Remember, it falls into the storage room next to the kitchen. Right. Where they land in the bucket of laundry, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. Con- those very final suits. Very convenient bucket of laundry. I do. I mean, if you're going to make your employees wear full body vinyl cat suits Ugh. at least provide dry cleaning yes and apparently they do that's good i guess so, is it ugh. but we're grading on a curve here i guess um but they fall through they land in that laundry basket and then um dexter goes into the main kitchen area and extracts everybody and gets them to chase him yes 
while Ed goes to get the expanding chemical, the illegal right, chemical. The, the tetra something zine. I don't know. It was Tetra- a bunch, tetraglycidine or whatever. It was a bunch of like semi-organic chemistry yeah, words. Yeah, it's definitely like the front part of like seven different uh, words smooshed together. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, I, I had like like a rough note. I was well into my cups by the time this came around. <laughs> and I was like, ask Lisa what this means. <laughs> And then I, I can't read what it Tetra says. Tetra is four. Yeah, I know Tetra's four. And Thanks, Tetra. Scene is just like, it's an organic thing. Mm-hmm. Possibly an acid. I don't know. Anyway, you're looking at me like, I don't know like, what nope. I'm talking about. But guess what? <laughs> I don't, so it's fine. It's That's okay. Accurate. It's okay. Um. Anyway. But Ed goes to get the chemical, but he actually spills some of it into, like, the vat of, like, swirling ground beef, which right, is Right, because there's just gross. a bunch. There's, like, a, yeah, like, a fucking tub of... It's got, like, paddles. Yeah, like, a paddle attachment of chunks of beef. Yeah, that's apparently where they, like, extrude their meat from to make their patties or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not... I don't know how this all works. So, instead of just stealing the chemical, he pours... Like bottles of this stuff into the ground beef. Right. It usually only takes a couple drops per usually patty. It's like, yeah, one drop per patty. Like, so there's this literally is like, a guy with like a little like pipette that or like. A very long eyedropper. I do appreciate that this movie does not have bad pipetting. Say what you will. Like, it, they got the pipetting. The, the pipetting isn't terrible. Fair. Lisa has opinions about pipetting. Guys, now. pipetting, it's not that hard. But like, she has feelings about pipetting. Like, I have feelings about people playing stringed instruments. Yeah, people and playing the violin. He's like, I can't watch this movie anymore. This movie's trash. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this movie's Schindler's like, He's like, this movie is trash. <laughs> they could have gotten, like... like listen, they had money. They could have gotten anybody who played a violin. <laughs> like, I assure you, you are no more than 20 miles away for someone who will come on set for $100 a day and play violin. Very believably. Mm-hmm. Do your work, people. Like, you just need a hand double. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, like, Elliot Page has a body double. Right, who, for... who plays the violin for, uh, for, what is it? The Umbrella Academy? Well, Umbrella Academy for, 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 okay, this is hard because it's a girl character, Elliot. It's right. It's their but, character. Yeah, their go. character. I'm just going to go there. Um, And, like, it's. It's fine. Like, you just... Right. It just, and, it, and it looks like they're playing the violin. It looks like they're playing the violin. Because, right. like, it's Body fine. doubles are not a big deal. Right. It's easy. And I feel like pipetting's the same. Go to any community college, find the chemistry teacher, <laughs> and, like, 50 bucks, they'll teach you, how, teach to you how to pipette. I'll teach you how to I will teach you how to pipette for free. Yeah. Just to not ever have <laughs> to, to see not, bad pipetting. Just to not ever have to see bad pipetting. Like, it's not hard, people. But they do okay. Um, so the team catches Dex, like all the Mondo Burger team catches Dex up on the, on the roof and they're going to do bad things, I guess. I don't know. But Ed shows up and is like, Hey man, I'm here with the stuff. And they catch him too. And Dex was like, like, it's, it's even empty. Like, that's not going to be like, what was your, what was your game here? And Dexter's kind of frustrated, but Ed's like, oh, I put it all in your burgers. And apparently your entire burger making machine just works unattended. So, like, right. it's making They're all going to explode. Exploding burgers. That's what happens right. next. Right, and then there's a montage of exploding burgers. Yeah, and it's, like, set to, like, Apocalypse Now kind of music. Like, it's very dramatic. Right, and it's, they explode so much that, like... They cause structural damage. Yeah, and the the building's abandoned. 
like I don't I don't have a really strong grasp on the law of conservation of energy and or mass, but right, none of this seems right. possible. I mean maybe. Maybe. So uh at one point, like during the shaking and the blowing up and the everything, Sinbad pulls up in front of Mondo Burger. Right, because he's a Mondo Burger fan. Of course he is. He's an asshole. Of course he is. Uh, and the burger from the top of the building gets blown off and falls onto his car and crashes. On no one else's car. Just no like, one else fuck is injured. you in particular. People are running away uh, like it's fucking Godzilla. And Sinbad's like, sweet. Like, I found a parking spot. This is my lucky day. Yep. And so the next thing we see is Ed and Dexter rolling up on a fire truck. They're standing on the floorboards, like, holding onto the side as this fire truck... Fl- Drives up to Mondo Burger. Right. The Mondo Burger they were just standing on top of. Right. I don't know how. Or why. Yeah. But they managed to just relocate. I I missed that part. I did. I missed that. I don't. Well, they had the whole conversation about, like, why'd you do that? And then Ed is, like, all of a sudden really smart and he's using, like, full sentences. Yeah. And uh, did you write this part down? Yeah. That's right after they get off the truck. Okay. But then the police, like, arrest Kurt for reasons. And this is then, right after Kurt gets arrested, this is where Ed's like, yeah, this is, like, my whole plan. I'm a mastermind, and I knew all about the organic chemistry, and this was all... Right, and I figured that if we got a bottle of this, like, you know, tetracycloglycidine, whatever, uh, stuff, that uh, Kurt would just have his high-powered lawyers uh, try to deny it ever happened. So... I thought, why not have Mondo Burger become a victim of their own foul play? And uh, and then they couldn't deny it, and then it was, you know... It's a pit of shade in fruit. Right. And Dexter's is like, huh, all right, I mean, that tracks. Cool. Yeah. So then Dexter's just, like, looks at Ed, he's like, listen, I, I gotta do something. I gotta come clean, and he pulls out the contract and rips it up. He says, listen, we're we're not under this contract. And Ed's like, oh my gosh. Are we not friends anymore? Do you not want to be partners? Is it because I'm black? And like, (laughs) this is one of the moments where like they have the reverse shot of Kel and apparently that was ad lib. (laughs) And Kel is just like almost cracked. Like he almost. (laughs) Or Keenan. Keenan almost dies. Keenan almost, (laughs) almost breaks because he's just like. He's like, I mean, no, because like, I'm also black. (laughs) Like What? (laughs) But anyway, um, but Ed's like, oh, man, it's the end. This is over. There's no, you know, like, you know, like, you know, this is the end of Good Burger and of Mondo Burger and no more. And Dex is just like, no, no, we won. Like, we're fine. Like, Good Burger's gonna be fine. Mondo can, Burger's fucked, but like... Yeah, we fine. can go back to Good Burger and like still be friends and work the rest of the summer and it'll be cool. Yeah, and so then they start... They go back to Good Burger and like the the staff there like picks that up on their shoulders and they're chanting, Ed! 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 And every time they say Ed, he goes, what? Ed! What? Ed! What? Ed! What? And like, that's the end of the movie. Ed's the big right. damn it's, hero. It's a feel-good movie and then scott Scott credits credits. (laughs) yes not not rap credits scott 
Credits. I feel like there's a and very And I was like, narrow... who is this real big fish? And I was like, oh no, this is less than Jake. <laughs> and then I, I Google, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is less than Jake. How did you, how did you? I don't know. The girl deep, who literally deep, forgot about the existence. Deep in my lizard brain is all of this bullshit. <laughs> you forgot about Ska for like an entire decade. And then like less than Jake plays. And you're like, oh my gosh. Less than I Jake, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how any of the crazy brain works but i don't know yeah ska credits uh almost as good as rap credits yeah, i mean almost. it depends on their ska band mm-hmm. they i mean a lot of there's a lot of overlap i feel like a lot of oh, ska bands do tend towards the rap the song that they're singing is the i'm a dude she's a dude yeah we didn't really talk about dude, that because we're all dudes song yeah that's the song that like ed just randomly sings mm-hmm. randomly very gender inclusive i'm in here song. for that yeah, yeah i mean we're all dudes we're all dudes here yeah i'm a dude she's a dude he's a dude we're all dudes yeah 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 so there you go. We're so, all dudes. So besides the fact that we're all dudes, yeah. What did you learn from this movie? Oh boy. Scott will never die. Scott, it's always there. It's always it's like just, it's yeah. just waiting. It's waiting just for waiting, the comeback. Waiting for oh my god. I mean, everybody is all like big pants and middle parts. Maybe Scott is like the next big thing to uh Grab the hearts of those uh, youths, Gen Zers, perhaps. <sighs> we can only hope. We yeah. Can only hope. <laughs> um, I don't know if there were any other SNL or well, not SNL. What was the the this, all that? Yeah, all that. All that. All that uh, related movies out there, but uh, uh-huh. if this is the only one, they still have a better batting record than SNL movies. Yeah. It- it was not as bad as the worst three, like, SNL movies. Worst? I mean... I would say. Yeah. There's some really stinkers out there from SNL, though, so, <laughs> like... Um, yeah. yeah. But, um, still good. Uh, be good to your friends. Yeah. Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. I mean, you have that as a sticker on your water bottle. I do. It's a good mantra. You should You should stick with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Like this isn't really a learning. Secret sauce will save us all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sauce is delicious. Uh, fucks and bad in particular. <laughs> and like very g- generic douchey uh '90s bro. Yeah, I don't have anything against and bad. No, he's, he's he seems great. He seems I re- I really hope he picked out all of his clothes because like his clothes in this movie are just baller. Like yeah, the best. They're awesome. Um, I don't know. Like, nineties were wild, y'all. That's also a concept. Yeah, also a little bit wild. And also, uh, they do reference the fact that like minimum wage in like nineteen ninety seven was like five dollars, and now minimum wage is seven dollars and twenty five cents. And like repairing an entire car car was going to cost you twenty five hundred dollars. Right. So like, obviously. Inflation. Inflation's a bitch. It's not, it's not outpacing wages. Well, also, like, the the burgers here cost, like, 75 cents. Yes. And the minimum wage is $5. Well, like, burgers now are, like, $4. Yeah, minimum wage is, is $7. Like $7. So, obviously, wages are not the problem here. Right. That's not... So, yeah, wages are clearly not outpacing inflation. Period. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole... I, yeah, I feel like that's what we learned from Good Burger, is everybody needs a livable wage. Yeah. 
I mean, then you can pay $2,500 to repair Sinbad's car. Yeah. That's important. Come on. Get with it. Mm-hmm. And on that note... <laughs> please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.